Sims, you're now tuned in to another opinionated episode of the Second Opinion Podcast, covering every topic in the world of gaming that we can think of. Gaming is our passion, and podcasting is our profession. Celeb and Bolts podcasting since 2011. The Second Opinion Podcast starts now. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Second Opinion Podcast, episode number 336. It is your boy, Celeb, joined by my partner in crime, Shimmy Shimmy Coco Puff. Listen to me now. <laughs> <laughs> the one and only Puffy Puff. <laughs> Bolts. What's up, bro? What's up, man? Same stuff, dude. How are you? I am good. Good I am. Good it, good it, I am. Um, yeah, so we got uh, another episode of the podcast for you guys, and we are excited to be here. Um, back to back weeks, watch the fuck out, guys. That's right, back to back weeks, man. Uh, very excited to be here for you guys. We're going to be talking about all different types of stuff, uh, from Call of Duty to Crytek, Sony, and much more. Um, but first and foremost, we're going to talk about what have you been gaming. And then uh, we're actually going to go ahead and give our thoughts on uh, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. And then we're going to move into the video game news. So, this episode of the Second Opinion Podcast has been brought to you by Centileaks.com. Make sure to check us out for all the latest and greatest geek news, movie news, and gaming news. Great content and great content creators right over at Centileaks. Also brought to you by Popple. Make Not sure Popple. to head on over to popple.co and use the code Second Opinion Pro and save yourself 20% on your Popple device. Bolts. Yo, what up, G? What up, dude? I was going to say, Bolts, do you like sharing your social media? And then I realized you don't, so I can't even. <laughs> uh, you know, the best way to share your social media nowadays is Popple. I'm telling Business you guys. Business cards. Um, <laughs> give someone a piece of paper they're just going to throw in the trash or wash in their washing machine. You know, I, I know you're talking about Popple. Could you, you know how much, how much paper and business cards you probably wasted over the years? There's a box somewhere <laughs> here right. that still has some, still has, um, uh, business cards in it. That's the best way of promoting Popple. Honestly, I bought a thousand business cards, um, a couple of years ago and I still have, half of them you know there's so many times that you're going to these events or going to do something or if you're a content creator and you're like man i gotta i gotta come up with a business card because that's what you know some of these places require it right you know that's fine you know order 20 of them you know you don't need all that <laughs> you know if you have to have some type of business card but um i ordered like a thousand because i was like you know i'm gonna be going to a lot of events this year went to these events handed out to all kinds of people i only use a certain amount but you end up paying such a high price for all these business cards and stuff. And then all you have to do now is just get a popple, mm -hmm. you know, connect it to the back of your phone uh, and tap it to the top of an Android or the middle of a, uh, or the middle of an Android top of an iPhone and share your info instantly. There's so many different ways of um, sharing your information with popple. You can either get the regular popple discs that connect to your phone. You can get the popple uh, wrist um, wristband, which, you know, just slap it someone's phone 
with your wrist. You're like, ah! <laughs> look like a Power Ranger while you're doing it. Or you can actually get a Popple business card. And the Popple business card, if you just need that card, it's just something that slips right into your wallet. You pull it out of your wallet and pop it to somebody's phone and then shares your information. So you use the code Second Opinion Pro and you can save yourself 20%. Even if you're a business owner too, we sell Popple XLs. You know, you put them down, uh, put one of them down at the front of your desk of your business, and then somebody just pops their phone. You know, uh, it's a really, really good uh, uh, investment. I'm telling you guys, uh, I've had out of the time that I've been a Popple brand ambassador, I think I've only had uh, three of them, and that's because I chose different designs, and every single one of them work constantly. They they never stop working. I've I mean, it's nuts how great these things are and how easy it is to share your social media profiles uh twitch streams music and much more so anyways with that being said what have you been gaming bolts what you've been playing well you know um i finished uh jedi you know last podcast i talked about playing jedi fallen order um i finished that this past week um and let me tell you something i don't know what disney or any of the star Wars writers or whatever they're doing with darth vader at the end of these movies and video games but his entrances is what they should have been from the very beginning. It's I'm just it's so epic. Yeah, and it's very it's and it's just, it's it's there for five minutes, if that. But it relieves such a memorable viewing in your head. Yeah, you know, it, it's just and it was it was a great game, man. Um, it is an unbelievable game. It was a great game. Um, I'm really really interested if they're going to plan on expanding onto it. I don't know if they are or not. I haven't read much on it as far as that goes. Um. But um, I do like the characters. I really do. Um, the, uh, the the main guy, uh, what is it? Cal. Thank mm-hmm. you. Um, I, I like him. Um, I really do. He was a he was a great little Jedi Jedi Knight himself. Um, I love I love the little robot. Uh, uh, was it B BD one? Yes. Yeah, BD one. I like him. Um, I love the just the the the, the cohesive unit they were to yeah. going through the map. It was just. And that what that's what's great too is like after you play it you realize you know BD one was in, he was in the Mandalorian. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And or it, bu- whatever. Right. Boba Fett. Book of Boba. It's same thing. Yeah. I held the last two episodes of Boba Fett was the Mandalorian. Yeah, it was. <laughs> but no uh, question. Uh, but overall the game was was really good was really great I enjoyed finishing of course like I said the Darth Vader entrance. Bro, listen. At the end it makes you it makes you honestly, I hate saying it but it really makes you look. At the original, and I know it came out in the seventies, right? Eighties, and one hundred percent. But it, like it makes the lore of the originals like when you have to go back and watch them, and you see Darth Vader kind of walk in, Ching-ching. all kind of chill, yeah. and stuff like that. And he's like, you know, find the plans now, uh-huh. you know. And then you go like you watch Rogue One, and Rogue One comes walk, and he because comes I, walking I, up yeah, in there, and he's like, after I got done finishing that, I went back and watched that ending part of Rogue One. I was like, unbelievable. This is what it should have been from day yeah, one. Yeah, and then the scene from like what you said from Fallen Order when he like jumps down uh-huh. and kills an Inquisitor, man, and it, it just throws uh, um, Siri to the side. Oh, you know, bro, yeah, it's, you it's know, like she's just nothing. Exactly, exactly, and it just it what it really does is it puts in perspective in all of what Darth Vader really is. Those split seconds of just pure power it, it, it's like pure chaotic power oh it's you so know insane. it's just straight anger so insane you know and he hates everybody for mistakes that he made <laughs> exactly <laughs> exactly yeah um so on top of that um of course i, I started playing uh, the season two of of vanguard mm-hmm. um 
and um, of course everybody has either a Snoop, Snoop Dogg skin or a Godzilla skin mm-hmm. all over the place. Uh, Snoop Dogg in the game was the biggest and greatest money grab that they could have put out there. Yeah, no question. And anybody's and anybody's thoughts. Yeah. Um, I'm also playing uh, Trek to Yumi, which is a uh, 2D side-scrolling ja- uh, Japanese samurai game mm-hmm. um, that just released. Um, I think like May 5th or something like that. Yeah, or, it released free on Game Pass. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, and it's and it's 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 completely black and gray. Mm-hmm. It reminds you of the old school. Uh, samurai movies back in the like sixties and seventies. Um, it's all in Japan. Uh, Japan. It's all in Japanese. Um, Japanese. Yeah, Japanese. Right. Um, and I haven't got too much into it, but where I'm at as of right now, I really, really digging it. Um, the story is really, really good. The gameplay is very simple. Um, it's just it's. I'll, I'll be able to talk more about it when I dive into it. Mm-hmm. And then I also started playing Little Tunic. A little Tunic. Mm. It's basically a fox like Zelda. Yeah, you know the top downs. Um, and um, I just down- good. yeah, I just downloaded. It. Um, I, I got about fifteen minutes into it, which is not a whole lot. Uh, but for a small game, it is. It looks absolutely great. Um, mm-hmm. and it plays just like Zelda for the most part. Um, but that's what I have been gaming, my man. Awesome. Um, well, you know, I, I haven't I haven't done a ton of gaming recently. Um, on May 4th, I played a lot of Star Wars, uh, uh, Lego Star Wars. Um, but I've been playing Vanguard, uh, or playing Warzone. Um, and, uh, I've been playing Warzone a lot and, uh, I agree with Bolts, you know, that's literally everybody is running around and, you know, it's, uh, either, um, (laughs) It's either Snoop Dogg or you see the Godzilla skins or whatever else. Freaking blue blur. uh, Blue blur. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I do have to say something that, you know, we hadn't talked about yet is, uh, you know, they did on May 4th, they released the new um, Obi-Wan Kenobi teaser trailer. Yes, Um, they did. And uh, it it is being said, the reason why I'm bringing that up, it is being, it's rumored that there is going to be a connection. with Obi-Wan Kenobi series and Jedi Fallen Order. They're saying that there there's well, going to be have to be possibly, because... you know, the, like the main character and stuff like that in yep. there and whatever, yep. which would be great cuz you know they have all the inquisitors in there and all this other stuff. Um but I will say that Uncle Ben is a piece of shit. Um, oh, because yeah. did you see what he said to uh-huh. Obi Wan in there? He was like, "When the kid, when when the child becomes, uh, you know, of age, he must be trained." He's like, "Oh, you're gonna train him like his father?" I'm yeah, like, "Whoa, <laughs> you gotta be fucking kidding me! You are hey, fucked bro, up." Um, I, th- I saw like that the other day on TikTok, and you know the um, the Asian guy that goes, "Yeah, he's like emotional <laughs> damage." <laughs> oh, that's a hundred percent, bro. Oh my god, I was like, "What the fuck?" That's so messed up um yeah so um but you know i really i got into that i was actually gonna start playing back through fallen order and i was like i've played through it too many times i'm not gonna do it i've, I've played through it like three times from yeah. start to finish it's a great game but i can't play it again <laughs> um and then uh i was like you know what's something that i really uh, you know i need to you know play over again so i re-downloaded doom 2016 <laughs> of course you did <laughs> yeah so, um, because uh, I, I, I'm going to tell you, you can definitely tell. six years old already? Listen. <laughs> Man. You know what's crazy is that game classic is. classic already. <laughs> it's, six, it's six years old, and I downloaded it on PS5. 
um, and you know adjusted the settings that I needed to adjust. And it doesn't even have like this game came out in, in 2016, mm -hmm. and it doesn't it like you know the PS5 wasn't out yet. PS4 and and Xbox One were dominant, and it, I was playing it on the PS5, bro, and it has you know it's got the um, it's got the POV. You know, right. where you can adjust the POV. So I did it at like 120 uh, point of view, um, and uh, the game looked so good, but it's so different from Doom Eternal. Oh, is it? I haven't played it. I haven't probably gone back through uh, this game since right before Doom Eternal released. Um, no, honestly, I don't even think I played it then. I played it then like 2019. Um, but it's so different from Doom Eternal. Doom Eternal was such an overhaul of, of the game mechanics of the visuals because, you know, in Doom, uh, uh Doom 2016, everything was very red and dark and demonic yeah, right. and, you know, very, um, how, that's the best way to describe it. Just dark, <laughs> right? You know what I'm saying? Everything, um, and it was real basic, you know, because it was just like kind of the introduction. And then I'm I'm like playing through that, and I re-download Doom Eternal, and I start from the get go, right out the bat, and it's so much better. Oh yeah, dude. And it, and it's honestly because I like I I thought I thought okay, well I'm gonna love playing this because the music and you know uh, it's gonna be great uh, and. Bro, it's so different. It's so much more high impact. The colors, the pop of the game, how the you know the um, the quick uh, kills or whatever else, right. so much more improved. And I remember whenever Eternal came out, I was I remember thinking, well, d there's no way it could be any better than than Doom 2016. It's probably gonna be as good, but like. I guess because it's just been so long since I played it, I'm like, whoa! It's just so mind blowing. Mind it's blowing. honestly mind blowing because the Doom 2016 looks really good. Yeah, it looks visually stunning. Like for it being a six year old game, you know, in the PS5 rendering it the way that it, it it was, it looked fantastic. But then I see the difference in like the overhaul in the enemies and the characters and the guns, weapons, fast movement, the music placement, the you know the um, even the small things of like you know coming up on an enemy, uh, you know, uh, in 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 Eternal is so much more cinematic and real kind of like heavy metal and shit. And like in in uh, Doom 2016, kind of like camera zooms in, right? Turns sideways a little bit, and then you hear the metal music kind of play. And you know, I don't know, man. It was just I did not expect it to really be that big of a difference, but. Playing, playing that, and you know, um, you know, I deleted Doom 2016. I was like, "Fuck it, I'm just gonna play back through Eternal," because, because <laughs> I'm, I'm playing back through Eternal, and then I'm gonna play the Ancient Gods Part One and Two right. again, and um, which is just the music in that in these games are just unbelievable. Oh yeah, and it's so weird to even think like you know Andrew uh, Holstel, the uh, um, you know known in the Quake community for having the you know, the uh, re rebirth of Quake and yep. doing the theme song for that and doing a bunch of stuff that he's done. Being able, the fact that he was able to be featured in the game as one of the, you know, co-composers for the DLC was awesome. Uh, but, you know, um, Mike Gordon was the original 
audio director and he you know conceptualized you know doom heavy metal yeah but then i gotta say i've always said if they if they ever went with somebody else you know it need to be andrew because andrew just does such a great job um but with that said um i think that's really honestly it i played a couple of rounds of blood hunt the other day um the vampire you know free for all oh, yeah. and stuff like that it's yeah. pretty fun yeah, it's the you know um i think that it's definitely a, a fresh take on a free-for-all game well good um for sure but I need some fresh blood out there <laughs> <laughs> <Chetio. laughs> um so mm. now we're going to talk about um dr strange and the multiverse of madness so if you don't really want any big spoilers or something like that I'd kind of just skip ahead. I'll try to see if I could set a marker or something on the video. <laughs> um, but uh, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, Bolt. So it is a strange movie. <laughs> it was strange, but it was so good, man. It was, um, you know, of course, I don't know. I don't know a lot about the whole like Marvel, like deep universes and stuff like that. I got to go to my boy JD for all that madness, mm. um, you know, but... But going in there, going expecting um, to see a, to see a good movie is exactly what we saw. Um, everything from 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 Benedict, he is such a great actor, such a great actor in anything he does. Um, and you know, it was it was serious, it was comedic, it was it was superheroish. And like you said earlier earlier today, um, it had all the sorcery that we wanted, and then some. Yeah, you know, Scarlet Witch turned out to be an amazing villain. Yes, um, and it was just, it it was it was a, it was a damn good movie, man. Everything from from the cinematics to to the music by my boy Danny Elfman, who 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 produced it, which was great. Um, I knew I was hearing I was hearing some some versions of uh, of like Night Before Christmas music and anything that Tim Burton does. Danny Elfman does the music for him as well. So I was hearing bits and pieces of that through the through the uh, through the uh, through the music throughout the movie, and I, I noticed he did that, which was awesome. Mm -hmm. um, but overall, the movie was just it was it was stunning. It was great. Um, it, it had it had ups downs, left rights, funny, serious, you know. And it was it was a damn good movie. Yeah. And I love the fact that they brought in when they say multiverse, they brought verses all over the place, man. Mm, you know, they, the, 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 uh, the Illuminati and, and who was the head of that. Um, I got to go to my boy JD and find out exactly that whole backstory. Cause I don't know nothing about that. Um, so, uh, but yeah, um, it was good, man. It was just good. Yeah. I totally agree. I'm, I'm going to do kind of what bolts just did. I'm not really going to give away a lot of spoilers because, you know, just in case, but, um, you know, Everyone knows, like they they've seen it in the trailer. The Illuminati is in the in the in the thing, and there's been a lot of rumors left and right. But I'm just gonna tell you this: um, Scarlet Witch is a fucking <laughs> beast in this movie. Bro. Yeah, she is. She goes all out, and kind of like what we talked about earlier with you know the uh, comparing Doctor Strange to Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness. I felt like Multiverse of Madness was more up the right alley of what Doctor Strange really needed to be about because multi uh, like Multiverse of Madness really gets into like the dark like sorcerer as uh, esque kind of, you know, feel Absolutely. that you would think the, you know, he would be in. Mm -hmm. Um he he you would think that he would be dealing with this 
weird world uh, of magic and darkness and all this craziness on a constant basis because you know in the comics and stuff like that there's multiple times he's like sorcerer supreme and he's protector of the realm and all this other stuff you know and in the original movie he was just like hey i'm dr strange and i can do magic my hands (laughs) look at my 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 hands oh man uh but yeah that's true like he they had the you know whatever the the glass realm and or the you know what is it? I, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah like the whatever. Um, and it, it it was cool, and it was this visual kind of visually stunning thing. And I really liked it. But like this movie really made you feel like you know um, feel like Do- uh, like Benedict Cumberbatch was like Doctor Strange. That and and it put and it also put in perspective. Of what it, what the multiverse was, how many universes are out there, you know? Because there's a scene where they just go and go and go, and they fly through a bunch of them, and it's just like there's one, there's one, there's another one. Yeah, and it was so cool, man. It was. It was so cool. The transition between all of them, was, yeah. was flawless. And what what was and you knew too, you and I think you knew as well as I did. Like after the success of the What If, oh yeah, um, that's series. another thing. Listen, you if I was not a big fan. I, I had to catch up on some of these um, these uh, series on uh, on Disney, mm. like Loki, WandaVision, uh, What If, and stuff like that. This movie ties into a lot of those series, so if you haven't watched those, you probably should just watch those. Yeah, it's it's not gonna t- it's gonna tie in a, a little bit, not like this humongous story loop or whatever, but it is gonna tie in. Um, yeah, because you're not gonna like, for instance, Dara. You know, she went in. She hadn't watched Wandavision. She mm-hmm. hasn't watched Loki. She hasn't uh, watched the What If series. What If was amazing. You know, none of that. So she was kind of like, oh, that's cool. Oh, that's cool. So she, you could still enjoy it without seeing the the series, but it gives you a little bit more context mm-hmm. on kind of what's going on. Yes. You know why Wanda's so mad. Uh, why she wants her children back and all this other stuff. You know, if you haven't watched these series, you definitely need to watch them to kind of get a grasp of, because if you go in, that's one question Dara kind of had. She was like, you know, wait a second. Like, okay, so Scarlet Witch, like Wanda, blah, blah. I was like, yeah, that's why you need to watch the fucking WandaVision, you know, and, so you can and, understand what's yeah. going on. And and the What If series ties in a little bit more than, than the WandaVision does. Yeah. It, besides yeah. the fact of, you know, Wanda being. Yeah. Know. Yeah. It kind of gives uh, like not an entire background, but it kind of gives you an understanding of the multiverse. Like, for instance, like the What If Doctor Strange episode. You know, he he deals with the multiverse. He deals mm-hmm. with different versions of himself. Mm-hmm. He deals with the, you know, evil Doctor Strange and all this other craziness. So whenever you go in, you kind of have expectations. And uh, honestly, Marvel, Kevin Feige, uh, you know, all of them, they did a really great job of, like, uh, giving a per- perspective of a real-world version of what's going on. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? So Absolutely. I was very, very impressed with what they, uh, what they did with this movie. Um, and even the trailer afterwards, uh, or the, uh, hints afterwards for what's to come, uh, was really, really great. Um, but, uh, I've got to say, I was, uh, really impressed. I really liked the, I really liked the, the, not just the visuals, but like the, the audio of the mm-hmm. movie, like the music when kind of sets the mood when Wanda really starts getting kind of on that evil side yeah, of doing things. Yeah, the music things. was done really oh, well. Oh, man, it was great. 
Um, so it does get me excited, but I do have to say one thing that I was a little disappointed about. Um, I really wanted to see Blade in this movie, man. Really? I, yes. I understand that he doesn't have like a big, big connection. Yeah. I really wanted to see Blade in this movie, and there was no Blade. Like I'm a huge Blade fan. I love I love Blade as a character, um, and I thought this would have been like kind of a good tie-in um, of like the darker version of the MCU, right, right? Because you know Blade, it was it was the first successful Marvel movie series, right? Um, and um, it was the first successful Marvel movie series, and I thought this would have been a really good tie-in to kind of like tease Blade and all that, but. Whatever we didn't. I will get say it. this though. Um, big shout out to my boy Bruce Campbell. <laughs> yes. Love me so Bruce Campbell. Yes, you get a little Bruce Campbell <laughs> cameo in there, and it was hilarious. It was so so that's funny. My guy. Yeah, that's I, my I love guy. Bruce Campbell. But anyway, so yeah, that's kind of our thoughts on Multiverse of Madness. If you haven't had a chance, of course, to check it out, definitely make sure to check it out. Um, a lot of good stuff um, coming to the Marvel series, and it it does feel good because. You, you kind of had that breath of fresh air that the Avenger series has done and over with. Yes. <coughs> yeah. You know, and it does show that, you know, you, we don't really need another Avengers. No, we don't. You know, honestly, guys, like this movie will show you, you really don't need a team of people. No. If you know what I'm saying. <laughs> uh, there was some really cool cameos in there. And um, overall, I just really, really enjoyed the film. Um are there any other movies, Bolts, that are coming out sometime soon that you are excited about? You know, I haven't even really noticed to even look. Um, um, I, you know, the biggest things I can tell you, of course, is um, Avatar's coming out in December. Yes. Um, the Way of the Water. Um, I'm re- Listen, <laughs> after the layoff between the first one to this one, let me tell you something. This movie better hit like a ton of rocks. You know what I'm saying? I It, it better come binging and banging. Um, and of course, um, I can't wait to see um, the new Thor movie. Yes, Thor, they make Thor, love and the Thunder. best trailers. I'm telling for you. the Thor movies, they really, really do. Um, I'm not a big '80s music guy, but the but Guns N' Roses at the beginning of this one is just it's it's just it's the best, man. Mm-hmm. It's the best. Um, and like I said, I really don't even know what's really coming out because I haven't really paid that much attention. Um, well, the Bob's Burgers movie is coming out. I'm not a big Bob's Burger guy. Um, Chippendale Rescue Rangers is coming out. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I will say this. I will say this. I am not looking forward to Buzz Lightyear. Not at all. Not one bit. Me either. Because one thing that irritates me, and, and, and it's because I'm I'm a nostalgic. Um, I grew up with Toy Story. It was the very first VHS Pixar studio movie I ever owned. Buzz Lightyear is Tim Allen, and if it's not Tim Allen, it's not Buzz Lightyear. And I know, and I know, and I know, it's time of age and everything changes. Absolutely, 100%. Buzz Lightyear is not even Buzz Lightyear. He doesn't even look like Buzz Lightyear. Uh, I mean, he looks like him, but he's Uh, not bald. It's no, Yeah, like, yeah, I know. I understand what you're saying. But, you know, it it is very strange, and they have Chris Evans voicing Buzz Lightyear, and it's supposed to be like a brand new... Uh, you know, this this is what the toy was based on, and blah blah blah. And I just know. What about uh, uh, Top Gun Maverick? <laughs> Look, they're bringing a, a movie that's what 30, 40 years old back with guys that are 30, 40 years older. I don't mm-hmm. know how I'm gonna like that. Yeah. Um, so I, 
I have reserves. Isn't on it? That. Is it? It's out now, isn't it? That part. Or I, I think it's coming out next weekend or something. Uh, then we got Jurassic World uh, uh, Dominion. Um, I'll I'll go see that definitely. Um, the new Elvis movie. That looks really good. I gotta say, that does look really good. I am shocked how well that looks. Um, I, I'm very very excited to to see that. Um, and a few other ones we got. You know, Minions Rise of uh, Gru, which I'm gonna definitely take the kids to oh, go you see. Got to. You got um, to. And then we have one movie that, or two movies actually that. I did not really expect to be excited for um, that are coming out in just the next uh, couple of months, but I am excited for it. Jordan Peele is coming out with a new kind of horror-esque movie, and it's called Nope. Yes. And it looks to be uh, like an alien abduction type horror movie. Yeah. Very excited for that. And then uh, in July, we have uh, Brad Pitt's new movie, Bullet Train. And it looks really good. Um, I'm very excited. It's based on a Japanese uh, novel. Um, it looks really fun. The film is being directed by uh, David Leditch, who did Atomic Blonde and Deadpool 2. Mm -hmm. So you know it's going to have a lot of crazy, over-the-top action. Uh, but I am very excited for the, some of these movies. Um, later this year, there's all different types of movies coming out. You know, um, Avatar Way of the Water set for December 16th. Um, supposedly, um, Black Panther Wakanda Forever is set for November 11th, 2022. Yeah. Uh, well, you have Black Adam coming out. You got Black Adam coming out. Um, you have Shazam Fury of the Gods set for December 16th. Um, speaking of thrillers and suspense thrillers and, and there's a movie coming out. I think, uh, is it Ethan Hawke that does it? It's called mm. The Black Phone. Um, if you get a chance, watch the trailer on it. Um, it's where it's, it's this guy who abducts a, a child. Um, mm -hmm. and I think he's abducted a child before then, but it, it goes into this whole other thing. Um, if you get a chance, if you haven't seen the, the trailer for it, watch it. Okay. Looks really good. All right. I'll definitely make sure to watch it. You know, one reason why I am excited for Thor Love and Thunder is because they're saying that Christian Bale's portrayal of, uh, the God Butcher is supposedly really good. They said that. They think that the God Butcher, who is the villain in this movie, right. is supposedly one of the best villains they have had in um, a Marvel movie as of yet. Bring it on, man. So I'm very, very excited about that. But anyways, moving on from that, let's get into video game news. Call of Duty Vanguard underperformed because no one wanted a World War II game, says Activision. So um, Call of Duty Vanguard... Uh, it's it's really honestly crazy. Um, in this little article done by VG247, it says, No, don't blame the game's quality or the controversy around the publisher or the or the Warzone focus. It's because World War II. Um, no. Let me let me explain something to you. You know, and I really wanted to talk about this. Um, it's so funny to me that Activision is constantly doing some of the dumb shit that they're doing. Okay, they're like, for instance, they plan these games out years in advance. It's not like it's just off the whim. All right, what are we going to do this year? Let's do World War Two because these it takes games years to develop. Yeah, <laughs> these games are planned out years in advance strategically. Okay, so don't come out and be like, 
While Call of Duty remains one of the most successfully entertainment franchises of all time, our 2021 premiere release didn't meet our expectations. We believe primarily due to um, our own uh, execution. World War II's setting didn't resonate with some of our community, and we didn't deliver as much innovation in this premium game as we, we had liked. No, it doesn't have to do with the fact that, you know, your company was being, you know, totally shitty to their employees and overlooking all this, you know, sexual assault and allegations and all this crazy shit. And people didn't want to buy the game or play the games because the way you were running your company. That's that that has nothing to do with with the sales numbers, right? Like, come the fuck on. I mean, seriously. Um, like, no, the game didn't underperform because people didn't want World War II. The game underperformed because people didn't want to buy fucking Activision games because y'all were being pieces of shit. That's what it is. Let's talk real here. I mean, for real. You know, I'm a big, I was like big uh, advocate for Activision for the longest time. And I love Activision games and I love the people that work there. I know people that work at Activision and they're great people. But let's be fucking honest. Don't make up excuses for uh, for for a game underperforming when it's honestly your own fucking fault. You ran shit into the ground and made your company look like shit. You know, like your CEO is making billions and billions of dollars on a constant basis. Your company ended up having to get bought out just so things can get lined out properly. So they could save face. So you could save face. So let's not, t I mean, I get really, I, 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 it irritates me because there's probably, there's probably developers that were treated extremely poorly by Activision that poured their heart and soul into Vanguard, making it, you know, as good as they possibly can doing exactly what Activision wants. And then they say, oh, it's because people didn't want World War II. No, that's not, that's not right. Because uh, if I can remember right, just a couple of years ago, World War II launched, and it was mega. And it was probably one of the best Call of Duty games you'll ever play in your yeah. life. Vanguard is not a bad game. You know, it has good graphics, has a good story. Zombie mode uh, and DLC and stuff content for it is pretty good. I have heard no bad things about the multiplayer. I haven't played the multiplayer. I play the multiplayer all the time. I have no issues. Okay. Um, I, I have issues with some of the maps just because I'm tired of seeing them. Yeah. Um, but that's just uh, that's just me being yeah. picky. Yeah. And then, you know, Warzone. Warzone is thriving. Warzone is thriving. Very Rebirth so. Island is huge. Uh, a lot of people are playing Warzone. Probably, uh, you know, a good chunk of players are on a constant basis, you know, still playing Warzone on a constant basis because they really, it's one of the main um, first-person shooters to play. I'm going to tell you exactly what it is. It, it is because people decided not to buy the games. That's what it is. Mm -hmm. It's not just because it was World War II. Yes, you know, that, that does have some, some... It could have dipped a little bit because of that. But it didn't have to do with, oh, well, we didn't have enough innovation or whatever else. No. That, it had nothing to do with your, it. Your innovation from game to game is not going to change very much. You're a first-person shooter in wartime. What else are you going to change? I mean, you got to the point where you were, go you were going and flying across the map with jetpacks. And had to scale it back because of sales were bad. Yeah, ex yeah, totally. <laughs> That's such a good way of saying. So it. you know, it, it it is what it is. It's it's boots on the ground, left and right. Whether it's 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 modern warfare, whether it's it's Vanguard, whether it's World War Two, whether it's Cold War, 
this is what they want. The sales are bad because of the perception that y'all have put out there and people just don't want to buy a product coming from that type of people. You yep. know, it's just, it's, it is what it is. It's just like any major business, any major business. If something negative comes out, your sales are going to get rocked. Yep. That's the, that that's the corporate way. And that's the way it is. You know, once, every, once the dust settles and of course, you know, MW2 is going to come out, you know, whenever it comes out. And your sales will rocket once again, not because it's not World War II. No, because Microsoft came and saved your ass. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Everybody, honestly, everybody's kind of looking at that situation and saying, well, Microsoft owns Activision now, so maybe things will be, you know, eventually get better over the next few years. Exactly. Like so, that. you know, it's it, 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 it. I just wish they would have came out. And and honestly, it was such a good opportunity of saying, you know, hey, listen, um, you know, it says right here, Activision, uh, Activision's latest Call of Duty effort, Vanguard, did not go so good, um, did not have a, a good start to its life. Earlier this year, it was reported the game enjoyed 36% fewer sales than the predecessor, uh, Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War. Okay, so let's compare these games, okay? Because they're all intertwined and interconnected in their service. Okay, Modern Warfare came out. Modern Warfare was a great game. It was. It was uh, innovative, and it was a restart, and all this other stuff. Graphically, it was fantastic, and whatever. Then you had Black Ops Cold War come out. By far one of the best Call of Duties to come out in a long time. Multiplayer aspect was great. Zombies was great. Uh, the introduction of Warzone um, over both of those games and stuff was really fantastic. The, the uh, live content was great. Um, season pass content was great. And then they said, hey, we're going back to the Vanguard and uh, we're going to do World War II again. And uh, it's it's going to be, um, you know, uh, different, but it's going to be new and it's still going to intertwine and blah, blah, blah. There was a couple couple of people that I that I saw big time streamers and stuff like that. They're like, World, World War II again. But, you know, Activision does this. You know, there will be sometimes that it'll be a modern game and then it'll be an old school game. And then a futuristic game, then a modern game, then an old school game. So, but... The reason why they decided to get more boots on the ground is because fucking Black Ops 2 and Black Ops 3 took the series to shit. You know, I mean, honestly, Advanced Warfare and all these other games Advanced that came Warfare, out. Infinity War for, uh, Warfare, Infi and bro, Infinity War, or Infinite Warfare, yeah, whatever it was called, was trash. But both of those games, th those games right there really took it to the level of, of just like making the maps 4D and it was just... It was crazy. It was yeah. It was it was too much to going on for everybody to see. Yeah, dude. I mean, they the you know, and it was great for modders. Mm -hmm. It was great for people playing on PC because they could do all these cheats and left and right, whatever, and get their KD up to extreme amounts, flying all over the effing place and doing all this shit. And I remember, I remember the huge, huge outpour from fans of saying, "Switch it back to boots on the ground. This is fucking ridiculous." So they switched it back to boots on the ground, and everyone cheered. Everyone loved exactly. it. Exactly. World then, War II. I mean, listen, I, me and Bolts will say this. I could say it literally. I don't give a damn if whoever's listening says, oh, it's getting old. They say it all the time. But I'm not kidding you when I say this. The live service that they had and the upgrade service, weapon upgrade service for World War II was the best in any Call of Duty 100%. And it was World War II. Yeah. And that's the thing about it. it wh whether it's World War II, whether it's the Cold War, French Revolution, I don't Civil War, whatever they decide to put out, each year they're going to produce a game that's going to be different from the one next because, because of the reason you don't want to have back-to-back-to-back, -to -back -to -back, you know, Call of Duty 1, Call of Duty 2, Call of Duty 3. 
You know, all that stuff was back-to-back-to-back -to -back -to -back World War II games. And it lost luster by the time Call of Duty 3 game came around. So they made Call of Duty 4, Modern, you know, Modern, Modern Warfare. Warfare. So, you know, each year they're trying to produce something that's different from the year before. So it gives your eyes and your and your video game experience a little something different. And I will say this. The, the, one, one, another reason why um, I, I kind of feel as far as the sales goes in this, Vanguard doesn't have enough playable options like the other games. For yeah. instance, there's no prop hunt. There's yeah. no gun game. That stuff right there, that's the gun games is huge. I love gun game. Yeah. Everybody loves prop hunt. I don't care what you say. I love prop hunt. And 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 to me, whenever they produce a game like this they, and it comes out year and I know they're gonna update it and eventually it will come out. But it, you know, we're 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 sitting in May right now and it has not been updated or produced, but people love prop hunt. Yeah. And these are some great maps to have some prop hunt. Yeah. You know, you got to have the party games and the family, the stuff like there where people can come in and just and just laugh and shit and giggles while people run around while you're a fucking box. Yeah. And, you know, honestly, and those are small things that can easily easily be fixed. You know, they can fix that in an update or whatever else and, and, and say and they could have even came out in that comment and said, oh, well, you know, uh, the reason why we kind of screwed up um, is because uh, we, we didn't have enough playable options and, and whatever else. We need to add more playable options for people and blah, 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 blah. You know, but to say that it's just because of World War II settings, it doesn't have anything to do with the negativity that has been placed upon your company because of the way that they were running it. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I know, dude. It's fucking ridiculous. It's so ridiculous, and it, it just angers me. It really does, because there's some good people that work at Activision, and I'm sure they pour their heart and soul into every single game that they work on. Mm -hmm. So it's really hard for me not to get pissed off and be like, you know, own your shit. You know, come on. Um, so moving on from that. <laughs> moving on from that. Crytek has hired Hitman 3 director to lead... Crisis 4. Smash and break everybody's We are PC. happy to announce that Matt Ingrostom, known for his work on the on the as the game director for Hitman 3 at IO Interactive, joins the Crisis family as the game director for the fourth installment of the Crisis franchise starting this week. That is great. A huge, huge, huge for the Crisis series. Hitman 3 was by far one of my favorite Hitmans. Yeah. Um, I think the Hitman series over the years has obviously just slowly and surely improved and turned into something uh, amazing. But Hitman 3, there's so many playable options. There's so many different ways of playing the game. Going back and doing the levels however you want to on a constant basis. You know, the more that you unlock and the more you discover in each one of these levels, the better and quicker that you can get through them uh, when you replay them and whatever. Um, I don't know if you play Hitman at all. I, I honestly, I've never dove into them. Isn't it on Xbox Game Pass? It, sh it is. You I, should do it. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. I think that you would really enjoy it because it's a it's a s sneaking game. Yeah. You know all the stuff on PS2 or whatever else. You know, get that out of your mind because IO Interactive decided to you know of course relaunch the series with the Hitman series, um, Hitman One, Two, and Three that came out in the last you know six years. Right. Right. But. This game is it's really, really great, really innovative. Uh, it's really cool the way that you can um, the way that you can disguise yourself, the way you can sneak around. You can literally go into all these different areas and find clues and hints and whatever. And if you're not like you finish the level and you're not satisfied by the way you did it, depending on what you found, 
or whatever else, you can place weapons in certain areas. You can place disguises in certain areas. Try to redo it the a, a better, more secretive way. It's so cool, man. I'm good, telling man. you, it's a really, really good game. But I think this is going to be great for the Crisis series. Um, what about you, Bolt? I mean, you know, Crisis. Um, <laughs> Crisis was always that PC Overlord game That's for right. the longest that, time. That, that, that was that was your measurement for PCs. If you could run a Crisis, then. <laughs> Then you were you were the PC god. Yeah. Um, it crashed so many PCs on so many levels. Yeah. Um, and of course, you know, two and three came out on PC, but they also came out on console. Um, I'm excited. Uh, the I, I didn't ever really play two or three. Um, I played the first Crisis, um, and and I absolutely love that one on PC. Yeah. So um, it's it's a, it's it's good. It's a good franchise. Um, I'm excited for them to bring it back and and see where they take it, man. Yeah. I agree. I agree a hundred percent. Um, now in other news, Sony is hiring corporate development director to find growth opportunities through acquisitions. Uh, as of 2022, uh, Sony has announced that it is seeking a highly qual- uh, qualified director of corporate development. Um, it says SIC's corporate development team works closely with SIE's management team and is responsible for identifying in organic growth opportunities through acquisitions, investments, and joint ventures. Um, This is what the job uh, entails. Um, And of course, you all know that, you know, Activision uh, was purchased by Microsoft. And then closely after that, Sony revealed it was buying Haven Studio and Bungie, um, which uh, we can kind of, uh, you know, skip one of these uh, that we talked about. But it's saying that um, PlayStation is being investigated by the FTC um, about oh, right. the 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 Bungie really? acquisition, which is weird. They yeah. bought it for three point six million, which That's is a billion, quarter billion or bro. billion. I'm sorry, which is a quarter <laughs> of what Microsoft spent on on Activision. That's for damn sure. Um, but you know, with us talking about this one, we can kind of merge these two articles. Uh, PlayStation Insider cooper- uh, cooperates the Square Enix acquisition rumors. Um, so there is very big rumors that uh, it says PlayStation Insider, former IGN writer Greg Miller, has cooperated a rumor that Sony uh, was reportedly in talks to acquire a Square Enix. This comes just days after Square Enix sold some of its uh, some of its team to the Embracer Group, largely uh, shedding its Western talent with IPs like Deus Ex, Thief and even its Marvel titles. The transfer of Marvel titles to uh, uh, Embracer has created doubt for the future of games like Marvel's Avengers as it uh, as its future subject uh, uh, is subject to the approval of Disney. While Square Enix will hold uh, on to the team responsible for IPs like Kingdom Hearts and Final Fantasy, there are rumors that uh, there could be more to this. Um, so... The the big thing is is you know Sony is trying to expand like Microsoft you know um, because if they don't then Microsoft will just well, take it all the, very true and the thing about Microsoft Microsoft did it so so quick and so fast uh-huh. I think it kind of was like Sony was like Sh- uh, let's buy shit they already got that one you know it mm-hmm. was it was more of a shell shock for them and and I will say this as, as purchasing Square Enix um, I. Uh, to me, a Square Enix game has always been a Sony game. You know what I'm saying? Um, back in the day, either from Final Fantasy VII and, and, and all that good stuff. Um, if, if I think Square Enix, I think Sony. 
Yeah. So um, I, th- I just think it's the it's 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 the right move, you know. So. Yeah, and I agree. Um, it is definitely the right move. They need to they need to broaden their horizons on things, or at least use some of the you know first party um, first party studios they have to really just start working on new Absolutely. stuff. And that, they're probably already working on new stuff. Um, but you know, it is it is uh, Sony should be worried. You know, honestly, Sony should be worried. You know, and um, I, I will say this: as, as as much as they're worried, I, I absolutely loved your your first your first party titles that came out this year, uh, Tokyo Wire. Um, oh, Ghostwire Tokyo. Yeah, Ghostwire Tokyo. Um, um, Ghostwire Tokyo. Uh, Ghost of, to, uh, Ghost of uh, Tsushima uh, came out, uh, I think, last year, but still, uh, man, or year just, before last, or whatever. It, 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 but then it, DLC, and then you also um, you have um, you know many other titles. Um, that are expansive games. Yeah, and 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 as long as they, as long as they can continue to develop top-rated games like that, I mean, you get, you you should be worried. But once again, you know, you got God of War coming out soon, and you're just going to continue to roll with that that beautiful storyline. I don't know how many times, um, but if it's it's a success, it'll never fail in my eyes. It never will. Um, you know, depending on if they, you know, what they do with an Uncharted, if they even bring that back, if you know Naughty Dog or whatever. But you know, The Last of Us, you know, if they continue with their story, I don't know if they will or not. I, I would really like for them to. You I know, mean, I think there's um, a lot in The Last of Us universe. That exa- they can do exactly. With, you know. So you know, um, your 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 exclusives are just yeah. are just. I mean, awesome. Horizon Forbidden West is a great game. You know, it, it's I'm still getting the same exact feel. Um. But you know, you, you, I, I agree with you. You know, there's all different types of things. Um, uh, you know, there there's VR games that are coming out um, soon. You, you you can't forget about some of the other exclusives that my that uh, Microsoft won't really have its hands in at this point in time. Mm-hmm. You got Forspoken, um, which yeah. is coming. Um, you have you know, of course, God of War Ragnarok. You have. Um, um, you have the Wolverine series being done by Marvel, uh, which is you which know, is going to be huge. I, I really is going to be huge. Man. Insomniac Games, you know, they do great stuff. Yes, and they I, do. Uh, you know, Spider Man Two, of course, is coming out. Yes. Yep. Uh, Stray, which is that really weird Blue Twelve Studio Cat yeah. game. Yep. <laughs> uh, it looks really unique. It does. You know, and, and I'm probably going to for sure play it. I, I, um, your wife will play it. Oh, no question. And then <laughs> you have to think too. It's a it's a long timed exclusive from what rumors are saying um but aspire you know aspire is working on you know uh star wars knights old republic remake i know and that's going to be a you know playstation mm. pc exclusive i know um it won't be coming to xbox for from my understanding it won't be coming at least for like another like a year uh, and a half it, after it, release it, or it, that's like what that. i'm saying but you know stuff like man you know. y'all uh, yeah, Sony needs to go out and purchase these studios, mm-hmm. but y'all's y'all standalone exclusives and, and rights to your games are just are are above are above anybody. Regardless. And they do a great they do a really great job. I, and I think what it is is Microsoft just really wanted to get to the point of you know they had Microsoft has great first party games like Rise Sun of Rome really got shitted on for some reason like because of all the games that were releasing at that time. But Rise of Rome was a fucking awesome game. Well, the, the, the the Son of Rome was a game that was produced to show you what the what the Xbox One could do. Yeah, and, and I would tell you this: they, I think they kind of knew that, like they knew. Okay, because well, this that game was like six hours long, bro. Yeah, they're like this. This it's not really going to be huge in sales, 
and it, it, you know it's not really going to be um, like you know it's not going to get the biggest sales numbers, but one thing that it, that it will do constantly is uh, showcase what our console can do. It, it did, and uh, what what the what what happened is the studio behind it, you know, did a great job yep. and made a really good game. And then still to this day, people say we want another Rise game, you know. So. Um, but there is a lot of Microsoft titles that are, you know, first party titles and stuff like that, that are, that still need love. Um, and speaking of, uh, original games, uh, that need to hurry up and come out, um, Hytale, Hytale developer shares work and progress shots of the Minecraft like RPG. A brief new glimpse of the Minecraft-style sandbox Hytale has been published on LinkedIn and gives us a small insight of how the game's VFX look. Uh, the art manager of uh, Hypixel Studios has shared a reel of visual effects on its LinkedIn profile. Uh, it says um, the video contains a number of clips from the game, including what, uh, what looks like some type of portal, campfire explosion, combat effects, sandstorm, fireworks, and more. If you already are familiar with this Minecraft game, you'll already know that Hytale will feature the same type of blocky appearance as uh, many of the Mojang uh, games has before in the past. Originally announced in 2018, Hytale is a um, RPG-style game that is coming uh, to PC, consoles, and mobile in 2023. There is no actual set date as of yet, but me and Bolts have been really wanting this game. You know, from the get-go, from the original aspect of when this game was announced, I was really excited because I was like, oh my god, like a, an actual Minecraft-style RPG game, not just some DLC or something like that. This is like an expansive RPG-style game. Yeah, and we, you know, like, like we, we, we saw it in the, uh, the, the, the Sony, the Microsoft Showcase many moons ago, 2018. And when it popped up, we first we thought it was going to be a Minecraft thing. We really did. Um, it basically is a Minecraft thing. It's just it's done by a Minecraft server, um, Hypixel. Um, and it's something we've been waiting for, for for quite some time because it does look like it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. A sandbox RPG open world, you know, Minecraft theme. You know, it's going to be it's going to be great. It's going to be fun. And with today's updated graphics, yeah, it's going to be a blocky. It's going to be a blocky feel. But it's going to look re representable. You know, the picture we see, you can see the blocky head, but you can see the eyes. Yeah, you know? like you can, uh, you know, that's another thing, too, is that just because it has that art style doesn't mean it won't have a good exactly. visual representation of um, what the game is all about. <laughs> and I know? will say this, it went, whenever uh, they uh, uh, Mojang caught, caught wind of this, of course, they came out with Minecraft Dungeons. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, and um, I mean, Minecraft Dungeons is cool. It's fun. But, you know, and but, it's, but, but it's only fun whenever you play with like exactly, two to four players, exactly. and it's got a point A to point B type yes. thing. This is going to be a sandbox open world RPG thing, yeah. Which we've been waiting for quite some time, so we can't wait, really. Yeah, exactly. I can't either. Uh, last but certainly not least, one game that I am very excited about that actually comes out this coming week is the Evil Dead video game. Evil Dead the game. It is being done by Saber Interactive. I'm so excited for this game i cannot wait to play as as ash with all my friends but what's really cool about this is that 
Evil Dead the Game previews Army of Darkness DLC. So this Army of Darkness DLC shows off Castle Kandar, uh, and the, which is, you know, Army of Darkness is the third movie in the Evil Dead series. Um, and it says right here on their Twitter, Behold, early concepts of image of Castle Kandar from, evil, uh, from the Evil Dead series Army of Darkness. Free to all Evil of Dead, uh, Evil Dead, the game players. Uh, it's one of the most groovy DLC updates we were working on for the months ahead. Stay tuned. Um, so in these images, of course, we see we see Ash walking up and seeing you know a, a flaming building. Uh, we see him um, with uh, you know some of his friends from Ash versus the Evil Dead walking up and seeing you know. Darkness, but then we also see the original pit from the movie. Um, uh, and I'm guessing he falls down in there and there's you know characters he could face off against or whatever else. Um, but the Evil Dead video game uh is is going to be something that's gonna be really, really awesome. It is a multiplayer experience to play with your friends. Um, and this is kind of the Evil Dead game that I have really wanted to play for a while um you know evil dead army of darkness and all that had come out on ps2 i actually a couple of uh last week something i forgot to say i downloaded damon uh pps2 on my on my android and yeah. started emulating games and stuff and i played you know like def jam uh fight for new york and then i was sitting there doing something and i saw the trailer for the game and i was like you know i'm gonna go back and play evil dead so i downloaded evil dead army of darkness on my on my emulator on my phone just going through and playing it, it was just real cool good feel and stuff like that but the one thing that you know is missing is um to for me is some of the aspects of like the new consoles and um one thing one game that i uh have really enjoyed playing over these last few years it's like a horror style multiplayer game is death by daylight um yeah. or dead by daylight yeah. and um uh, dead by daylight is a really really great game has such such a fun aspect but i love playing as the killer bro i love playing as a killer running around as like you know um uh, what what's his, what's your guy's name pinhead pinhead yeah. is great and then pyramid head and doing all this other stuff and it's really really cool i spent a little bit of money and got uh some of the stuff um and characters and stuff like that and i just love doing it but this game is more up my alley you know what i'm saying it's uh it's gonna be a really really cool um, concept for the Evil Dead series because I do I, I'm not the biggest horror fan I, I am kind of squeamish like if I see stuff in like a like a really gory horror right. movie I'm like oh my god it like makes my <laughs> stomach turn uh, you know Bolts is the type of psychopath that could sit there and be like fuck yeah listen you know, I can't wait awesome. till Scorn that's my yeah. game some weird shit coming on with I'm that I'm telling you um, um, but no as far as Evil Dead goes I can't wait man I really can't um it's really it's gonna be one of those first games. I mean, it's got Bruce Campbell in it. All, all alone, yeah. that's gonna sell games right there. Um, what's really cool is that you're gonna be able to play as all these characters from all these movies. 
you know, Eric the Red and King Arthur and, and, and all that stuff, you know. So I'm really excited. It's going to be really, really fun. I know they're going to have the one-liners from all the movies in, in, the, in the series that he has. You know, this is my boomstick, you know, stuff like that. <laughs> um, I just can't wait. It's going to be a lot of fun. And, I, I man, it's going to be good. Yeah, it looks really great. The it visual does. presentation looks fantastic. There's a lot of really cool things about the game of, you know, as you're playing, um, you know, you you there's moments – in the game that they have a lot of references to the movies as well. Like there's, you know, little loot boxes and stuff that you can walk up to and open. And whenever you open the loot boxes, little miniature versions of Ash jump yes. out and attack you or, um, or, uh, you'll have, uh, for instance, um, if you're playing as one of the demons or if you're playing as a demon or something like that, and you're, um, going against all these other people online, you can actually possess one of the main characters. Mm-hmm. Like if somebody is playing as Ash, you can actually go and possess him and control him and kill your friends uh, and do all this other stuff. But one of the biggest things is I definitely think if you haven't had a chance to, you got to pre-order this game because if you pre-order this game now, you not only get the Gallant Knight outfit for Ash, but you get the S-Smart employee outfit. And a Shop smart. S-Smart. <laughs> Shop smart. S-Smart. <laughs> Um, and, uh, it's, I just can't wait, man. I really honestly cannot wait for this game. I can't wait to play. Um, and, uh, it's, it's just going to be fantastic. And if you haven't had a chance to listen to it, one really good song to listen to, to get yourself pumped up for this game. Uh, just recently the horror fan that he is method man worked with a static, uh, Skelta, who is a, a song producer. Um, and uh, they dropped a awesome new track called Come Get Some. Uh, Method Man is a really big horror fan, and he did an exclusive song for uh, the Evil Dead the Game. Cool. So Very definitely cool. make sure to listen to it. But, guys, this is the latest episode of the Second Opinion Podcast. Make sure to check us out. Cinelinks.com. Uh, also, make sure to check us out on Anchor FM, Spotify, Second Opinion uh, YouTube page, which is YouTube.com forward slash Second Opinion Podcast, um, and many, many more. Make sure to check out the YouTube page very soon for some new content coming. And uh, I appreciate you all, and I'll talk to you very soon. Peace out. Peace. Was that fun? Yeah. That was fun. This was another opinionated episode of the Second Opinion Podcast. Check out the podcast on Anchor FM, Spotify, iTunes, and Cinelinks.com. Also, check out our YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash Second Opinion Podcast, for tons of gaming content coming soon. 